If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. You know, I do have one question. One question after watching this um, inauguration address yesterday. One question that I do have. If this thing was half as good, 10% as good, 1% as good as they are telling us that it is, why was Bill why was Bill Clinton falling asleep? I think I saw Barack Obama dozing off as well. I know I had to pinch myself a couple of times. Anyway, folks, uh, welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can reach me by email, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash ToddHuffShow that uh, we're there as well, I guess. Who knows? I can change at a moment's notice. Um, but really, the website is where you should be to watch the show because who knows about Facebook? And then uh, you can email me your thoughts, questions. Yes, even your adoration and praise will be accepted there. And I also encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter simply because of the – well, A, because it's fantastic, as is everything else that we do with this program, as you well know by now. But number – that's the first reason. Number two – it's the one place uh, that we can connect that we have direct control over. You know, we, we manage the email list, um, and we don't have to rely upon Facebook to say that we've met the rules, which uh, includes praising Joe Biden and so forth. But anyway, good to be here. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk about this, and I, I watched this yesterday, this, uh, this, this inauguration address. And thinking of where I want to start because because there are so many uh, – and I had to adjust an audio level there. But there are so many, so many things that um, are amazing that the media and the Democrat Party try, try to get away with at a time like this. In fact, I was texting – Texting my wife, I think it was my yeah my wife yesterday. We were texting, and I, I said, and just like that, it's okay to talk about the Bible, and just like that, fashion is appreciated amongst our first ladies. I saw someone tweet out, I don't even know what this means, folks. They had a picture of Michelle Obama walking out with Barack Obama. Uh, you know, they were of course there yesterday. At the inauguration, and Michelle Obama um, was was walking out with with uh, President Barack Obama, and, and it 
the tweet said something like, here's something we can all agree on, Michelle Obama. I guess insinuating that she was just looked fantastic and it was great and you know how how wonderful it was how fashion uh, minded she was and what was you know just just the brilliance of just her appearance I guess I don't even know what this really means when you get down I know what it means I know what he's saying but I don't know what it really means in the sense of anything substantive because it means it means nothing it means nothing I tell you what it means it means we've now entered into the era where it's okay to treat the others or the, the people in office, the party in power, um, with respect and dignity, and they're going to begin this process of a of a honeymoon. There, there's a f- now for those of you that don't follow politics, I know most of you do, but we have a wide range of listeners. But for those of you who haven't followed politics along, when a president gets elected for the first time, that first roughly 100 day period is referred to as traditionally as the honeymoon phase, the honeymoon phase where you kind of get to know them and. You know, there's there's these puff pieces, the puff pieces. What flavor ice cream do you like, Barack Obama? Barack Obama like former president, or I'm sorry, President Joe Biden, President Joe. See, I even get confused sometimes on the O Biden Obama administration. But President Obama would say, "Hey, I like this kind of ice cream." Joe would say, "Me too." And there's a story for the Washington Post. None of that happened with President Trump. In fact, we were told on this day. Remember last year, there was, or the last inauguration, there was actually uh, there was violence at the inauguration. There were uh, there were protesters and rioters. Remember this? Um, and that wasn't really. I mean, it wasn't condemned. We weren't we weren't told that someone might harm Trump. And look, it, to the extent that people say that and have threatened that, that is terrible against no matter who the president is. I want to be clear on that. I'm just saying that the whole narrative has shifted. Suddenly it's okay to talk about fashion. We literally had the the first lady of the United States, Melania Trump, was a fashion model. And I, look, I'm not a guy that really cares about this stuff. I wear um, – I'm known to say that I wear what's on top and what's comfortable I'm not a guy that gets too caught up in that stuff. If you do, that's great. God bless you. I don't really – that has no value to me. I don't care. I don't pay attention, really. I just don't. Um, but if you do, there, that's fine. But we had a fashion model in the White House, literally, a fashion model at the White House, and we didn't talk about fashion. We talked about how terrible she was. And when I say we, I mean the media. I mean the national narrative. Michelle Obama comes back to the scene, and that's that's what it's okay to talk about. Suddenly, just like that as well, we should all unite and not resist. Remember when President Trump was elected, there was a group of people that proudly referred to themselves as the resistance? What does that even mean? What were they resisting with President Trump, his presidency? Were they trying to stage a coup? Should they have been prosecuted and called seditionists and treasonous? Were they just babies pouting in their mommy's bedroom closet? There was some of that, certainly. But now we're supposed to unite. And, folks, I am all for uniting. Look, I'm a guy that extends the olive branch more than uh, most others. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. I, and then this is where it gets, you know, people, people, I'm, I'm not, you do not, you do not compromise your principles. You cannot compromise your principles. We cannot 
compromise conservative values. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is find those areas in which there are agreement and use that as as a bridge. Actually, for us, we should use it as a bridge to to find common ground and then build out from that. Because it's my belief that the more people understand intellectually about conservatism and about the Constitution, the more likely, in fact, at some point, it's almost a certainty that they begin to believe the same things. And there's a lot of common ground we have with the average Democrat, not the average radical leftist. There's next to nothing that we have in common with those folks. And I recognize that there are political opponents. It doesn't mean that we have to personally want to destroy them and that sort of thing. But to be able to fight them on the battlefield of ideas, political battlefield, metaphor for anyone who's listening and who's mis uh, doesn't understand the uh, you know language that's necessary sometimes in communicating ideas and so forth, the political battlefield, the ideological battlefield, this is not reference to anything physical in case someone's tuning in and thinking that there's a call to violence. That's not the point. It's this is a battlefield of ideas. And that's what we're facing. We're facing we, – we, there, there's a, a war regarding information, right? In fact, I read something yesterday that said propaganda. Propaganda is the art of giving you some information. I mean I'm paraphrasing here. Giving you some information and uh, keeping other important information from you and then asking you to make a decision upon the issue. And that – we see that. We see the media – as experts in this. In fact, that's why I refer to them as the professional deceivers that they are. The vast majority of the so-called media uh, wants you to come to a certain conclusion instead of giving you giving you information. But I'm all for uniting. But I am um, completely against this concept of of compromising our ideas. Also realize, just like that, it was okay to host uh, a super spreader event. In fact, I saw Garth Brooks. And I know some folks are mad at Garth um, for for singing, or uh, what do you sing? Uh, Amazing Grace, I believe, for singing Amazing Grace at the inauguration. I'm not. Look, I'm. <laughs> I I don't think, and I I must be in the minority with this. Some some people think you know you see this during political season. This guy's picture is taken with this guy. They show the picture of these two guys. You know this guy is a Republican. Here's a liberal. They're shaking hands and smiling. He must be a covert liberal. I, I, that to me is, is, is absurd. I mean, I get at some point your associations begin to make people question. I understand that. But I also understand um, like, you can't fault someone, I don't believe, for participating in a inauguration of the president of the united states now you can say it was stolen i i i hear you on on these concerns with that but just i'm not factoring that in i'm just saying in general right we've gotten to the point to when trump was inaugurated for example um nobody nobody would come what was it kid rock and somebody else i think showed up but all the entertainers were basically boycotting it and part of the resistance and they were still crying in their closets or wherever they were crying at the time anyway the the point is here is it, at the drop of a hat everything is supposed to have changed now i also know that it, I, I hesitated calling this a super spreader event simply because of just how few people were there in fact one thing you didn't hear yesterday that you heard four years ago was a comparison 
of the current administration's inauguration size with the previous um, president's inauguration size. Remember this? This was a big debate and argument between Trump and Obama or Trump and the media and so forth. We didn't see those pictures. And of course, they have a built-in reason. There's two reasons. One is COVID. We can't have too many people out here. COVID. You know, this is going to, we don't want it to be a super spreader event, but yet at the same time, I still saw a large group of people. I mean, more than 10 people or whatever uh, Gavin Newsom allows to, to be gathered in your home, I guess four people. So it's bigger than that. Not much, but still bigger than that. Number one, number two, um, Number two, I also saw some hugging. Uh, that's why I brought up Garth. He, after he performed, he gave several presidents a hug, which, again, I, I really don't care. Um, I'm not mad at Garth or anything. Some of you, again, may be. But for me, I'm thinking this is – they've lectured us for, um, well, for almost a year now about about this after ignoring – COVID and focusing about a year ago. You know, the impeachment was uh, about to begin in the, the Senate a year ago, roughly around this time. And now here we go again, right, with the impeachment round number two. But um, since then, pretty much since since they could realize that they could blame Trump for every COVID death, they've been telling us about um, all the ways that we should you know, socially distance and wear a mask and all that. It, drop of a hat, it no longer seems to matter. Yes, there were masks there. But, I mean, there was not socially distancing when I see hugging, that's for sure. I'm just pointing out that at the drop of the hat, everything is supposed to be fine. If you listen to the media, if you get your, I don't know, if you take a pulse of this country by listening to the media, your assumption after listening to the analysis and the speech yesterday is that they fixed America. They saved America from a Nazi dictator. Democracy rose up and spoke barely. It barely got away with it. They got 20,000, 25,000 National Guard troops um, at the at the Capitol protecting President-elect, not President Biden, um, from all of all of you, I guess. That's what we're supposed to believe. There's this this tension. White supremacists are out there hunting hunting Biden. Why again? Maybe a newsflash to the white supremacists out there. Biden is white. I I just all these things. There's so many questions, but we're everything's fine now. Everything's fine. They want to put the disagreements we have behind behind ourselves and now focus on healing. Which healing means okay, we're in power. And that's what I want to get into today because this is as a hypnotic force to some people, people who don't follow this closely, people who haven't been studying this for years. They can get lulled into this, lulled into this uh, fantasy talk, fantasy talk about just really suddenly because of the way it's reported on how much better people will feel about it at the snap of a finger at the drop of a hat. Peace and everything returns to normal. And just just think about that. Now we're supposed to believe it's all fine. Now it's time to put our differences behind us and focus on healing. And how do we heal? Well, funny you ask, because we should we should embrace liberal ideology, the liberal ideology, liberal policies. Also, there's a second reason I skipped it. Second reason that 
no one was at this inauguration yesterday. One was under the guise of COVID. The other was uh, because we had to protect people with massive numbers or you know, protect them with massive numbers of troops with fences. Suddenly walls work, by the way. With fences and troops, suddenly they, they love the military, except they accuse the military, the, the National Guard anyway, of planning, you know, having insiders there that I guess were there to uh, harm Biden under their, their narrative. Of course, the Defense Department says that that's silliness, that there's no evidence of that. Some National Guard troop, uh, troops were actually pulled from this event. I think I saw 14. I don't know. The number could be wrong. Anyway, anyway, they, they want to... It's yesterday's event is supposed to be in your mind this pivotal moment where we ended ended this period of time where America was at risk from a dictator and now we're going on to heal. And I'm here to tell you that that is false. In fact, we are heading into the most dangerous times ideologically that we have faced in four years. And when you don't have a media that pretends to, at least pretends to, have an interest in holding truth to power instead of doing the puff pieces again, instead of talking about fashion, instead of talking about Biden's favorite of, uh, favorite flavor of ice cream. This is actually when bad things can happen. This is actually when power goes unchecked. Quick timeout is in order long in this segment. Don't blame Oz. Blame me. If you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. By the way, this program is brought to you by our friends at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank here in central Indiana, multiple locations. Check them out. Uh, give them an opportunity to earn your business. More information, visit citizens-banking.com. Citizens-banking.com. And this is a time, too, that I'll remind you that one of the ways to fight, one of the ways to fight the cancel culture, one of the ways to fight this assault on free speech, on our ability to bring you this program, is candidly to support our advertisers. And you can see a full list of our advertisers, the folks that uh, make this program possible. Supportouradvertisers.com is that website, and you can check it out um, and see. Again, all we're asking for is that uh, you, if you're in the market for these products, services that you give uh, the folks who make this program possible an opportunity to earn your business. I'll tell you the thing that I'm the most excited of about Biden's presidency, and please bear with me. Uh, They say laughter is the best form of medicine, so I'm trying to chuckle my way a little bit through this, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Biden curing cancer, Alzheimer's, and diabetes. I mean, that's a big deal, and that's, that's a big promise, and he made that promise to us on multiple occasions. At least the promise of cancer. I know the the Alzheimer's and diabetes got in there, I think, after he was declared the – would he win Iowa? I don't even remember. It's been such a whirlwind here. But after, I think, Iowa or one of the early, early states, he promises to cure diabetes, Alzheimer's, and cancer if he's president, but only if he was president, which led me to wonder, if you have the answers, why wouldn't you just give them to Trump, right? I mean – do you really is it really that important to you <laughs> to of course he doesn't have the answers anyway, but the point is this is how politicians think, this is what they say, 
and the sorts of things that they promise are patently absurd and ridiculous. But yet the ch- the crowd will cheer. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Go, Joe. Tell him, Joe. And here we go. Here we are. So let's let's talk about this. There, there's a um, justthenews.com has put together a about a 90 second montage of three or four clips from Biden's speech that I want to get to. Um, I do want to get to, but I, I do want to say this. I want to say this before we get to those clips, which we'll probably play here in the next segment. But I'm really, and so I, when I make a, a statement like this, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm. There's different levels that, you know, I want to communicate a message, like from the rational side of my mind, the logical side of my mind says i'm truly amazed truly amazed that people who after listening to this speech listening to any speech like this not just this particular speech which chris wallace of fox news said was the best inauguration address of his lifetime well since he'd been watching and that includes john f kennedy's ask not what your country can do for you speech this is better than that, he says. I thought, if I'm being honest, I thought this thing was awful. Now, you can say, well, Tom, don't you, what do you mean? I mean, don't, don't, doesn't America need to heal? Yes, America needs to heal. Yes, America needs to unite. Now, America's never been 100% united. We, we've, had, we've had disagreements, tense disagreements throughout history. I go back to the American Revolution. It was what? 30 or 40% of the Americans actually wanted to fight for their freedom from the King of England. Most people didn't want that. In fact, some were loyal, remained loyal to that king, to that monarchy. They'd probably be modern-day liberals today. Anyway, I'm kidding, but not really. So I'm amazed, though, one level, the logical part of my you know, when I'm getting into forgetting about what I know about politics, just the logic of this. You hear a speech like this. You witness what Biden and his party have done, what they've said, the things that they said in the speech about average Americans, about Trump voters, about basically maligning and calling the vast majority of people who voted for Donald Trump effectively white supremacists. White supremacists. What makes someone a white supremacist in the minds of a radical leftist? You're white. Folks, we've, we've entered into a, an era where being, being white, being white is considered detrimental. It should, not, it should be neither an advantage nor a detriment. It should be neither one of those things. Just like yesterday, I was telling my, uh, telling my wife this. Kamala Harris, you know, they say the first black female vice president but they didn't just say that and by the way i am happy i am thrilled that we live in a nation where this is possible i am especially given america's past i'm not saying i agree with the ideology i'm just saying i I, I'm, i'm happy that we live in a nation where we've made that progress to where people are willing to vote uh for a particular um racial identity a person of a certain race or gender that traditionally the country would not have years ago right i'm glad to see that i'm not happy that that person's kamala harris right but in addition to her being the first black female vice president 
She's also the first. I, I can't even get all. I don't know, I have it in front of me, but it's something like the South Asian Pacific something. I uh, vice president. And folks, if you if you have candidates who follow the Constitution, who understand uh, the government's role, who believe in true equality for all people, that people are created in the eyes of God, it doesn't matter what their race, gender, what part of the world they're from, whether. I mean, we're, we're close to venturing into saying things like, this is the first Cubs fan who rode his bike before age four to, to be in the White House. I mean, this kind of stuff that you see in NFL football Sunday. You know, this guy was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 400 yards after rushing for 125 from a teammate on a Sunday following a Thursday. Wow, that's incredible, right? So I want to say both things. It's great that we live in the nation that, that can do that. This, this is a good thing. That is the the idea, not the reality that we're facing, which is a vice president who is not someone who adheres to conservative or constitutional principles and values. She's a, a status. She's a, a she's a member of the radical left, and she's going to be. I'm, you know this. You know that Biden is not going to be in there for four years. I mean, just I think odds are she's going to be um, replacing him at some point. They're going to find some reason. They're going to find some reason to ask for him to resign or suddenly they're going to be concerned about his uh, mental capacities and so forth. With And I, I again, I take no pleasure in saying this, but there's clearly something wrong. There's clearly something wrong with, with President Joe Biden, and I, again, take no pleasure in that. Um, it wasn't super obvious yesterday. It was normal, boring um, stuff that's been praised, but still – this is we know that this is coming. So, I want to play some sound bites of this thing. And again, it's it's the sound bites are coming from. Um, I think just the news put these together. It's about ninety seconds. I want you to hear. I don't know if many of you may have heard the whole thing. Some of you may have heard none of it. Some of you may not want to hear it. Just hang in there. It's ninety seconds of it when we get back, and I'll play that. But I am truly amazed at how people can listen to this and watch what's being said, watch, what, watch what's being done, watch how, watch how Trump was treated, watch how these people talk about conservatives and Christians and Trump supporters, and then they, they get the microphone and they say, hey, let's heal and unite, and everybody says, oh, yes, exactly what we need to hear. Right? See, I actually pay more attention to what people do than what they say. In fact, there's an old saying that says, what you do speaks so loudly I cannot hear what you are saying. What you do speak so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. And I think that is how we should view this speech. It should not awe us. It should not, in, uh, it should not make us feel that all things are good again. The reason they do that is to get a political advantage to say, hey, uniting means that you're on our side and that you vote the way that we want you to vote. Make no mistake about it. That's what this is about. Don't fall for the trap. I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Talking about Biden's inauguration speech yesterday. And again, I'm I'm amazed how some people it, it's 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 fascinating to me. The logical side of me thinks, have you not have you not been paying attention? Have you not been, you know, um, looking at 
the things people like Joe Biden were saying about the resistance, about Antifa, about Black Lives Matter. In fact, some of that behavior was encouraged as I'm walking, watching Bill Clinton dozing off in the background here of the speech yesterday. Anyway, I'm amazed at how people can listen to this. And it's as though they – a big chunk of America has lost their ability to think for themselves or they never developed it. And they go to the media every day and say, what do I think about this? And the media says, hey, everything's good. Biden's president. And they say, yay, okay. So I can put my resist T-shirt up? You certainly can. In fact, here's a new one. The new one says unite. Oh, oh it's time to unite. Yeah. Okay. They don't ask why. Look, again, I'm all for uniting, but we have to unite around something. What are we uniting around? That's my question. What are we uniting around? Because the things that I've seen Joe Biden talk about – the things that I've seen and heard his team mention that are priorities and important and so forth to him are the antithesis of what is good for this nation, the antithesis of my beliefs, the antithesis in some cases of the, of the very constitution itself and the role of, of government. But nonetheless, we're supposed to unite and just shut up and take it. And I'm sorry. That's just not what's going to happen. I'm not sorry. But that's not what's going to happen. On this program. Now, for those of you that did not hear Biden's inauguration speech, his inaugural address, I'm going to play. It's a minute and 33 seconds. So I know some of you are still really ticked at this, and I, I get it more than you realize. But we have to accept reality. This is, this is where we are right now. Biden is the president of the United States. He's my president. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that I've supported him, but he's the president of all Americans. And we're going to have to deal with this reality, right? We're going to have to suck it up, and we're going to have to do something to prevent the agenda that, that he and his team want to see ushered into America stopped. That's what we're going to have to do. So, But let's listen to this speech. These are the things that get the media and people who don't understand what's being done to them, the way they're being manipulated and misled. This is the sort of stuff that sweeps them up into a euphoria it's the reason that people like uh, chris wallace says that it's the best inauguration speech in his well since 1961 since he's been listening so listen to this um speech by by biden abraham lincoln signed the emancipation proclamation when he put pen to paper the president said and i quote if my name ever goes down into history It'll be for this act, and my whole soul is in it. My whole soul is in it. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Tepid applause. We can see each other, not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. We must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue, rural versus urban, or, or rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal. We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts, if we show a little tolerance and humility 
And if we're willing to stand in the other person's shoes, as my mom would say, just for a moment, stand in their shoes. Okay, so that's the speech. Well, that's the sound bites of the speech, but that's a big part of the speech. And I'll talk about that after the break because I'm long in this segment. <clears throat> so we'll pick we'll pick up this discussion here in a minute. But what's going on? Again, to me, the takeaway is don't be fooled by by hearing something. Remember, this is this is the same group of people that a week ago said that President Trump basically killed five people on Capitol Hill. This, these are the same people 48 hours ago that were telling us people loyal to the National Guard, loyal to Trump and the National Guard, were apparently going to open fire, I guess, at this inaugural event. These are the same people that spent four years attacking Trump relentlessly, impeaching him twice, uh, twice under ridiculous pretenses. The same group that formed the resistance. The same group that said, not my president. The same group that said, impeach 46. The same group that was calling for the impeachment of Trump 11 days into office. 11 days publicly. Publicly, they were calling for it 11 days into office. Silently, they were calling for it November 4th, 2016. Well, however long it took them to dry their tears anyway. Anyway, I'm not saying that turnabout is fair play, but I am saying it's a tad bit hypocritical for someone to behave and engage in this sort of behavior for all this time and then suddenly when they have power say okay it's time to get along and that my friends is the entire point of i think what we have to wrap our heads around and be prepared to combat ideologically not physically or violently but we have to be prepared to fight back and there's we have to be prepared day one here we are to to fight this we can't be lulled into sleep and you know, into reading these puff pieces and letting them get away with this. We have to oppose this radical agenda day one and buckle up because it's going to be an incredibly bumpy ride. But fortunately, you're in the hands of a good pilot here. <laughs> Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Listener Tyler Tyler said, "Wow, that he sounds really excited, Joe Biden to be president." <laughs> it's true. I mean, I listened to this thing yesterday, and you'd hear—I mean, literally the applause sounded like this. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and his energy, his energy level. Um, I, I'm trying to even get down to it right now as I'm talking. I just. I don't think I can get us there. But anyway, um, I was hoping I was hoping maybe he could have tapped into some of that same passion and conviction he had when sharing the ever-famous legend of corn pop. Could we, could we not have seen a little bit more of that yesterday? But look, really, in my opinion, and I mean this sincerely, I think that the speech was terrible. I think it, uh, content-wise, delivery-wise, clearly, especially when the best we could get in the background was this. There's no, there was nothing to clap for. So to that, I guess I I agree. Look, and again, I America needs to unite. <sighs> Folks, there's always going to be the, – the, the conflict and the tensions at some point are always going to be there. Now, 
the 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 levels that they've reached are off the charts, but there's always going to be tension. That's not a bad thing. What is a bad thing is what's happened um, and how people have justified behavior because of their levels of hatred for some other group or the other. That's not cool. I'm, that's that's not acceptable. That That is right. And, but even this talk about uniting, we have to unite around something. This is a critically important key. What are we going to unite around? Don't tell me it's time to unite. Tell me how you're going to unite us. In fact, you want to bring America together, President Joe Biden? Why don't you publicly call for the end of the Trump impeachment? Why don't you say that the 74-plus million, some of you would say 80 million, Trump voters are not racist, are not terrorists, are not seditionists, are not treasonous? How about you start there? How about... You stop separating people into groups. How about you talk to us as Americans instead of as this group and that group and this group and that group and the middle class? And In fact, I listened to a soundbite. You said the, the middle class, not Wall Street, built this country. Okay. How about we all built? Everyone who built their, you know, whatever contributing role they had, they were part of that. How about that for a novel concept? President Joe Biden, instead of pitting groups of people, um, uh, uh, you know, into against each other, I guess. How about you call for an end of censorship of conservatives on social media? How about you condemn the actions of the radicals in Antifa? How about you condemn the Marxism that's being espoused and taught by Black Lives Matter leaders? How about that? How about the violence and all that rage and anger? How about the condemning, the condemnation of Say things like the city of Chaz, the great empire of Chaz and Chop. We literally had a city taken over. Nobody had any problem. We did, but the media and the radical left didn't have a problem with that. How about that? Those are just some some ideas. There's a lot more. There's a lot more ideas. If you want to unite the people, unite this country, tell me. Tell my audience. Tell, tell conservatives. Tell Trump voters. How you're going to do that? Don't tell us it's our job to suddenly get behind your ideology, your agenda. It ain't going to happen. Tell us what we can unite around. But that's not what this is about. This is about advancing a radical agenda. Do not be fooled. Got to take a break. Listen to conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. My friends, waning moments of the program. But again, uniting is not bad. There's always going to be tensions to some degree, not to the same level. Disagreements, that's fine. That's that's life. But the tactic, to, to me, and I don't want to be overly optimistic here. I am naturally an optimist. But I think this is, this is an opportunity for people who have not seen the media at work actually see, if they pay attention, they can see the dramatic differences in the way that the media covered Trump the way the media covers Biden, the way that they promote, you know, chaos when Trump's in charge and the way that they promote it's time to unify and all that stuff when Biden's in charge. Anyway, I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.